I'm missing too. We should have mixed it a little bit more. So none of this is you? No, that overlapping voice, the one, play, that's me. Trying to do this like layered effect of like noise. The, the sound man was coming in, he's like, <laughs> gotta get the fuck out. And I'm like, one minute. I'm referencing him now. Like, <laughs> like all right, we're out of here. <laughs> I love it. All right. Okay. So, here we are. Um, go ahead and introduce yourself. And uh, we talked about your story that you're going to tell. And I want you to set up um, who you were and what your life looked like about eight years ago. And, uh, and then we'll go from there and you can tell your, your art adventure that got you to where you are today. Um, hi, everybody. I'm Joy Sanchez. Here, we um, can clap her in. Yay! <laughs> I'm, um, I'm a curator and a creator of art from Brooklyn, New York. I founded Art Lover, which is a collective of artists that um, hold space to have platforms for independent artists to be able to connect with one another and build community and also just build um, financial opportunities for themselves with the exposure of their art. Um, but that's not what you were doing eight years ago. That's not what I was doing eight years ago. <laughs> eight years ago, I was a miserable retail worker. I was a manager of a retail store. And then I was also a full-time worker at a retail store across the street. So I had two jobs. I was married. I had, I had just had my second kid. I was exhausted all the time. And I was miserable. Um, and I was just writing for fun in my you kitchen blogging <laughs> like, a very bad blog I was I was making a very bad a very bad blog um <laughs> probably like 10 people ever saw it it's still out there in the universe somewhere I don't remember the name of it it was so bad but like um I was just writing to write yeah on my blog and um and let me back backpedal for a second you met your husband in college mm -hmm. what where'd you go to school and what were you guys studying um, at the time, I was attending um, technical. I was attending TCI College in Midtown Manhattan. I was studying business management with a concentration in accounting, um, <laughs> of all things. Right? Um, he wasn't even in school. He was. He had. He was an alumni of the school. He had graduated with a digital media arts degree. Okay, so he's a, so graphic, he's a graphic designer, designer and you. And at I, the time, at the time, was like of. Uh, I was like a photographer by hobby and bad blogger and um, not really doing very much. I was like a party, prom like I did black stuff, like party promotions. When I met him, I I was selling knives when I met him. That's the job I had. Okay. Um, and then years later, we got together and had kids and got married and and then you fell into a and I fell into like the life really... of someone not listening to your creativity. And what did that look like? <laughs> that looked like depression. That was like this no better. That just looked like straight depression. It, I was like one of I was a zombie uh, basically. Like I didn't feel anything. 
I had a lot of thoughts, but I like quieted my thoughts with a lot of drinking and a lot of working. Like there's always been a lot of working. Like I'm just, you know, I'm that's kind of embedded me. Um, so I've always been like a, somebody dedicated to their work, and I would work like. 80 to 100 hours a week at these two jobs and I'd come home and I'd be exhausted I would sleep and wake up and do the same thing the next day seven days a week I never had a day off because if I wasn't at one job I was on at the other job and and then I had my kids and I I was like there sometimes but I wasn't really there like he was kind of stay-at-home dad he didn't have a job at the time so he was able to like stay with them and collect his unemployment and like draw and build his own businesses and be you know house dad and I was like working mom all the time and we would fight and it was so horrible because he's like you don't spend enough time with the kids and I was like well you don't make enough money so So we're just being a a married couple with children and many people can relate to the struggles of that but what wasn't working for you um was that you were pushing your voice away with coping and drinking and stuff like that. Is that right? For the most part. I was, like, just... I was trying to find a way to fit into this into this role I thought I had to play. Right. Right? Because I, I was raised in a conservative family and somewhat traditional. So, like, they didn't ever push me to be an artist. They never supported that. And then when I got married, it was just like, well, this is what you're supposed to do. <laughs> Finally, you we're done it was like, Right, it was like, when I had kids, it was like, when are you getting married? And so then I got married, and it was like, all right, so when are y'all going to do the next step? Like, which I was like, what's the, buy a house? Like, that's pretty the next step after this. But it was never like a question of if you're happy. And anytime I would think about if I was happy or if we were happy, it really didn't matter because... You know, we had to pay bills. We had to think about paying these bills. And, and you so, were doing the right thing. Right. And doing the right thing. And that always was the focus. Is like, we have to do the right thing. You know? And um, one day my husband asked me, like, something to the effect of, like, why are we doing this? Like, why do we keep doing the right thing if it's making us both miserable? Um, and so, like... So you left. (laughs) So then I went to Vegas. You're (laughs) right. You know, because there was lots of arguments, but then there was also lots of... We have this really weird way of relating where, like, six months out the year we can't stand each other, but six months out the year we can, like, be best friends and be on the same page um, and do what's right for our kids. Okay. And so a big part of it at that time was just understanding that he and I needed space apart because we were also cramped in this one-bedroom apartment. It was like right. it was two children, two and three adults because we lived with his grandmothers so, for a while. So there was like so much going on, and then and then like he had other family members staying with us, and like so it was just, just crazy. There was no space. There was no space for us to be a married couple. There was no space for us to be ourselves. There just wasn't enough space, and so we had agreed to separate. And um, I coincidentally lost. I quit one job a couple months prior. And then I lost the other job. I got fired from the second job. And, and when I lost that job, I'm like, the fuck am I going to do now? Bleep. And, um, oh, bleep, am I going to do now? <laughs> and um, talking to my mom, she's like, come out here to Vegas. You know, you can start over. You can do this, that, and the third. And at that point, you had been going out and doing a little bit of, of exploration and creativity while masking coping and doing all that but you started to see a different path for you and hearing a little bit more of your voice right yeah I um 
so I had these two jobs, and I had quit one job because it, it was like something going on at home I needed to take care of. They didn't want to let me go, so I was like, I quit. I'm leaving. And, like, I quit on the spot, and Got I left. It. Went to care of my family, and um, in the course of that, after I, I didn't have that extra job, I had all this free time, and then I had free time at night when my kids are asleep. So I'm like, what the fuck am I supposed to? What What am I supposed Sorry. to do? Sorry, I curse a lot, guys. Me too. Um, so I'm like, what am I supposed to do? And I started. Somebody started taking me to open mics, and um, and I would just like perform everywhere. I would just like get on whatever open mic I could, because after that first time, it felt really good. To like share something that I did, and to get a so response you read your from people. Yeah, I read my poem for the first time at the New Eureka. They have an open mic every Monday night, um, and I somebody took me there and signed me up. I didn't do it myself. I was just like hanging out with my friend. They're like, "Oh, I'm gonna check out this open mic. You should come." So I went, and they had signed my name on the list, and I didn't know it because they read my poem and they liked it, and they're like, "You should really <laughs> read it." And I was like. Oh, so I get on stage and I read this poem and the whole room was like just yes like giving me so much love for it and afterwards like after the event I stayed till the end after the event people were telling me that like oh my gosh I can't believe like that I what you said is what I felt like I've I've always wanted to say things that I just couldn't find the words and like you know it was the first time I got real feedback on like something I had written as a poem and and have such good feedback like, to receive such good feedback. So I kept doing it, and I kept going to different open mics. I found, like, I found a freestyle open mic. I found, like, a jazz open I found different types of open mics to go to and just started learning, like, paying attention. And, um... Like, studying And Yeah, just kind of, like, studying what's going on around me. Um, and... Did you share that with your husband? I did. He didn't really care. Right. He was like, whatever. So you've got a home <laughs> life that's not supportive, a outdoor, out-in-the-world life that's feeding your creativity and validating the, the voice that you're, you're growing. And, um, and then you've got your being a parent mm-hmm. going on. <laughs> so like three different worlds happening all at once. Mm-hmm. Cool. And um. then... You moved to Vegas because you had to. So, right before I moved to Vegas, I'm, um... Strawberry in her mouth. Strawberry in my mouth. I'm hanging out with my friend Dialect, um, who I knew through various circles, and he took me to a Brooklyn wildlife party, um, to a Brooklyn wildlife <laughs> lingerie party. This was party. before you moved to Vegas? This was right before I moved to Vegas. Like, I had, I had about a week left. And he was like, you know, he's like, oh, let's hang out. I never get to see you. And I'm like, sure, I don't have anything to do. Um, We walked the Brooklyn Bridge, like, drinking whiskey and freestyling all night. And then he took me to, not the Brooklyn, the Williamsburg Bridge. And he took me to this Brooklyn Wildlife Party. It was an underwear party for its founder, Chris, who has an underwear party every year. It's called Fishnets and Ice Cream. He has an underwear party for his birthday every January like, the second weekend of January, it's cold as balls outside, and, you know, you go in, and you have to strip, and it's whatever, so, (laughs) um, (laughs) wait, (laughs) okay, so you're going to this party, you told me you had no lingerie to wear, I had no lingerie to wear, so, no, I didn't get naked, I had on, like, a black, um, shirt dress that I had been wearing with, like, some jeans, 
and things. So he was like, you just got to take your pants off. You can't wear your pants in here. So I was like, okay, cool. So I took my pants off, and I'm walking around in a shirt dress and my boots and, like, some some shorts, like, you know, booty, booty shorts. shorts. Yeah. Um, and I met so many amazing people. My friend Dad, like, is in a band, so his band was playing that night. So I got to see his band, and, like, he introduced me to some other bands and then other, like, MCs and beatboxers and just, like, all of these creative people that were there. It was so fantastic to see this, like, atmosphere that was created in somebody's house. Um, and then? And I, like, you know, and just knew... I was like, oh, I could do this. I could do this all the time. All these people do this all the time. And I think that was, like, the first time I made an active thought to, like, pursue to learn how to be artists all the time and just live and express my life through art. Um, So I moved to Vegas, and I'm in Vegas with my daughter, and I was writing and still doing my photography and you know, looking for a job, but I wasn't really finding a job. I couldn't, a lot of things were just not working for me. One of them was jobs. It's like nobody wanted right. to hire me. And so then like I had your marriage to, isn't working. Your job isn't working. Right. Creativity was calling. And you were writing, being with your mom. Yeah. And then. Me crazy. <laughs> so you started focusing on your relationship, decided to put more energy there, came right. back. Um, I came back to, like, quote-unquote, save my marriage. Y'all can't see the air quotes I'm doing. <laughs> um, you know, under the premise that we're trying to save. I don't know if you can ever save. actually save a marriage. Yeah. When you have to say those words, I it's think done. it's, it's done. It's over. Right, but you yeah. don't know that when you say that. Like, you think you can really save a marriage. Yeah. Like, no, once your marriage is gone, it's gone. So, um, you know, I come back with this premise that we're going to work things out and everything's going to be straight and... I'm moving back to New York, and we had an agreement that I would live elsewhere, right, um, outside the house, because I was very adamant. I was like, I get along with you better with some space right now. Like, I need physical space from you. Okay. Um, So we just kept this physical space between us. I would see the kids every day after school, and, you know, I'd see him, and we'd spend time together. We'd go on dates and things, Um, but it it just wasn't changing. Um, And then I started to work more with Chris um I started to assist him with That's small right. things like I I came back to New York and I was I sent him an email like hey um I met you in January and my friend Dialect you know introduced us I just want to know if you're interested in having a photo assistant or like an assistant of every kind I just really like to learn from you and so I started doing event photography for Brooklyn Wildlife and that was a summer. step away from being the the perfect quote-unquote wife and the perfect mom like finally you're you're making requests of people to teach you and to learn yeah from them and stuff pretty much um and and like I ended up getting another job in New York and and it it just worked for me mm-hmm. um and the more it seemed that it, and like this continues to this day but like it just seemed like the more I was finding myself um outside of my marriage the less I found myself in my marriage and eventually it just became um we just became two people that had kids together and I was okay with that and he was okay with that we got divorced um the very first day of the next year which was like 2013 so I've been divorced for 2012 um so so like the, the first day of the new year he served me with divorce papers and I signed them 
I took them to my lawyer and I signed them the same day <laughs> and gave them back, um, which was awesome. Uh, well, it's awesome now. It wasn't awesome then. I was really devastated for a second because I thought that, like, my life was over. And then I remembered it's not over. And I was able to see myself in a different way and understand that it's all right. Like, yeah. it's okay that I'm not with him. And it's okay that he's not with me. Like, yes, would it be great if I could be with the father of my children? Yeah, ideally, that's what anybody who has kids wants. Like, but is that always possible is that always feasible does it always make sense to do not always and you know that's just something we had to grow into understanding and at least I had to grow into understanding and being comfortable with that and saying you know um this really does work better us not being together right and uh, what was so how sh how soon after that was the the event that led you to go all in and Bring us to the go all in moment. Oh gosh, it was it was probably like two years after, three years after that, because I this just happened. the The all in moment just happened last year. Um, you know, I, I between then and now, I or between getting between getting divorced and coming to to the all in moment. Um, there was just lots of little steps of like constantly learning and constantly finding new people. I remember I met Polly at my very first gallery exhibition. Um, yeah, at Greenpoint Gallery when Danny, you were playing with Danny. Yeah, your, your photographs. Mm hmm. That was my first gallery exhibition, and that's where I met Polly and Danny. And I've, you know, we've been. So you started collecting. Right. I started cool. like just collecting all of these different. Um, connections, you know, and just trying my best to maintain them. Um, I, I like adamantly sought out what I, you know, sought, um, what I thought to be my purpose, like really concentrating on trying to always analyzing my life and like, okay, well this always happens to me and this always happens to me and this always happens looking to me. Looking at your patterns. Like, yeah, just looking at my patterns, looking at what's always happening to me, what I'm always, how I'm always responding and how I'm always, you know, what's what my actions are all constantly, consistently, and what my intentions always are, and understanding that, like, a part of my purpose in life is to be a bridge, because I'm always meeting so many different types of people. I'm definitely that person that if you're like, oh, I need a dancer that knows belly dance, I could be like, oh, I know somebody that does that. Right. I'll hook you up in a chat, and I'm always doing that. And so, um, so seeking that understanding and coming into that understanding was definitely a part of it in... in, in um, in, in like getting defining to that. who right. you are going to be in the art world, right? As a conduit, just in the in the world in general, yeah. you know, just like knowing, okay, I'm an artist that does this, and, and understanding why certain things are always happening. Um, so, like, fast forward, I've been performing around for a while. I've been, you know, um, and I get like a text message from Ill Spoken. Ill Spoken is really like a monumental person in my life um, because one, he like really, really has been a really great homie in terms of like just teaching me how to be a good MC. Um, whether it's at an event or not or we speak on the phone, like he's always there with like a guiding shout something. out to Ill Spoken. Shout out to Ill Spoken. Um, and so the first moment that had me think I could go all in is due to Ill Spoken as well. Because he had me he put me as a part of uh one of his props to hip hop shows he does with True Statement Entertainment. Um, they do like these homage shows to old hip hop songs and and groups and stuff. So um, 
maybe a year after I got divorced, I was in the first props in hip hop of my life where I got to like sing Mary J. Blige, which was dope in in BB King's in Times Square, um, which is like it's kind of a big deal. Um, and then the next time was in May of last year. He sends sends out a message and he's like, "Yo, Freestyle Mondays is gonna rock at MCA Day. Do you want to get down?" I was like, "Yeah, I'll be there." And I show up. There's like five other dudes, five well, five dudes online. So it's me and five dudes, and you know we're doing all these Beastie Boy covers, but everybody's freestyling, so we didn't realize to do it to like you know like in the style of Beastie Boys. And I don't know, the stars just aligned that day, and I, like, was on point with every single freestyle I dropped. Like, everything I did was tight. Everything I did was love. And, like, at the end of the day, I was the crowd favorite. Like, it was it was surreal, you know, because we're in this huge-ass venue that's literally packed from the front door to the stage. You, you said, like, 2,000 people. Yeah, I think there was, like, a good 1,500 to 2,000 people there. And none of them know me. Like, at least... At least 100, 1,990 of those people did not know me, for sure. And I'm now sure you're crowd favorite. And, um, and I was the crowd favorite, and it really just blew my mind and, like, convinced me that I could, I could, I don't know, I could just do something with, with, this, with this talent stuff. So that kind of made me go all in and, and just say, like, fuck, forget it. Like, I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to do whatever I want, whenever I want, and I'm going to see how that works out. And if, and it's been working for me so far, so. So you were, okay, can you give us any of what that sounded like? Of what? What are you talking While about? you were up there doing your run DMC. <laughs> so, um, no, I can't. Because... <laughs> I can't because it was like it was really a moment. Like I mean, I can freestyle something for you, no problem. Like I'll pull up a beat and we can freestyle or whatever. Um, but it really <laughs> <laughs> pulling up a beat for us. <laughs> um, but it really was just like I don't know. For some reason, I was just feeling that moment. That moment was feeling me. I was really in the groove and like I. I mean, I've had days like it. I've had similar days. I've had days where I'm like completely off my game. And people will still pat me on the back cause, just because I'm a woman that's raps. Like, oh, stop that, it. No, I'm, Maybe because you're good it. and they no, think I'm it's good. good. Like, don't get me wrong. I know I'm good to an extent. I'm just, I'm, and I know I'm super critical of myself. Like, ah, uh, you know, I could have been better. I'm off my game. But, like, I, I, I have a hard time pushing myself up too high because I know the company that I keep. And, I mean, like, there are people that are freaking amazing in my yeah. circle. And, I yeah. mean, like, I'm like, oh, my, they have me silent. Like they will shut me up. So, so you I know. have a question not to okay. sh- not to shut you up, but to sum it up. What's your relationship like with your husband now, your ex husband? Eee, mm, that is uh, my relationship with my ex husband now is uh, it's like a cloudy day. Okay, it's, uh, it's nice to be. In sometimes, but like you might end up all wet if you go outside without an umbrella. Okay. Um, it's just it's so you got to be protected. Yeah, yeah. I gotta, I gotta be protected these days when I when we engage in in right. certain conversations. But I mean, we're good parents at the end of the day. Like you're co-parenting. Yeah, we're we're good co-parents. Like we're not talking to each. Like for example, right now we're not talking to each other. 
unless it's about the kids. But so like anything I send about the kids, that gets a response. Can I, I ask you a question? Does that relationship stop you from being creative now? No. Okay. It has no so that's a shift. So you gotta care what he says. What about your current relationship with your girlfriend? Does that change how you create, or does that alter or stop any of your behavior, your creation? <laughs> um, my creation? Uh, no, no, it doesn't. It it sometimes informs it. It informs it one. I'm just meaning <laughs> is is that. Is anything in the way of your creativity now? No. So all in means yeah. all in. All in really means all in. 